And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this preview podcast, I've called on one of my other friends, Max, who's currently living it up in lockdown uh, up there in Auckland. But first off, bro, thank you very much for your time. And yeah, what have you been up to? Oh, well, kia ora, Jordan. Um, just kind of been in lockdown, I guess, with the work and that. But yeah, I kind of really appreciate you kind of getting me on the podcast. It's cool to be um, on the show. I kind of actually remember last time we had lockdown in Wellington. I think you were kind of releasing out all those in the sheds and I was kind of mm-hmm. smashing all those out and having a good laugh through all of them. So it's kind of nice to finally jump on and um, you know, spin some yarns. Mm. Right, very grateful for you listening full stop. But yeah, as you just touched on, we're previewing this weekend's game against the Argies uh, on the Gold Coast. The All Blacks the last couple of weeks have been impressive to me. Oh, impressive. I, maybe that's the wrong word. I, I felt like they've improved a lot considering the way that game against the Fijians went right at the start of the year. And then that first Australian test, I mean, that last 20 minutes was pretty dreadful, although they got the win. And then the second test at Eden Park, they come through with a stronger performance, pretty slick considering the conditions. And then this last outing, although, you know, like you had to take into consideration that Australia weren't there great. But given that I haven't got you on the podcast before, bro, what have you made of the All Blacks this year and maybe even of their most recent test? As of recent last couple of games, I think I've really enjoyed the first half of the year. I kind of rotating some players and just getting some of those young guys in. Um, good opportunity for them. But kind of, I think last week showed that we can actually string some things together and show some solid defense and kind of bring up some physicality. So I thought that was kind of really good to see. Obviously, the Australians were pretty average on defense and didn't really seem to have, I couldn't see a game plan at all. So I don't know, it was, it's, it's been cool. And I think. This, these next few games kind of get to see some other um, players roll in and see what they can prove. Well, that's the thing, right? At the moment, we're down four of our key men, that being Smith, Whitelock, Mwanga and Coles. And I guess the big thing for me last week was obviously Bowden getting another opportunity at 10. And I thought that he played all right. Um, he had some really nice touches, but I guess the sour note was probably the goal kicking. Um, mm. I think that sort of left the door open for Mwanga if he is able to return for perhaps the second test against the Springboks. I think it's probably a bit late now, considering the the isolation protocols that the Kiwi boys have to go to once they're entering Queensland now. But yeah, a few different combinations for the All Blacks to work through. Um, and I guess for Ian Foster, you know, like it's probably ideal for him because I felt like there probably would have been a bit more pressure for him to keep a consistent team on the park. Whereas now with, you know, the likes of Smith taking a break, he then gets to put Weber and Petanata through their paces and see who is the most viable backup. But looking ahead to Sunday's game, we've got a different lineup to what we saw last week. Asafua Moore, who wasn't even in the 23 last week, he's starting. Petanata comes in off the bench for Weber, so that's a straight swap. George Bridge and Sevi Reese are on the wing starting. Carl Tornikawafi comes in at loosehead to replace George Bauer. And then we've got the return of Joe Moody and Tyrell Lomax on the bench as well. What did you make of that lineup? Um, I think I'm, I'm quite interested to see what happens. I'm a bit gutted to not see kind of Will Jordan in there after his performance last week. I felt he um, really stepped up once Jordy went off the field and took some role with the boot and um, kind of put himself in the right places once again. But I think it's an also, an also a good opportunity for George and Sevu. Um, I saw a stat that they've only played 25 or something or 23 tests 
together. So it kind of seems like they've cemented themselves, what I think, in the all-black team, but still haven't really had kind of a lot of opportunities, I guess. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think you and um, Jim Marsh touched on it last week. It's I mean, Foster and the team have got pretty amazing selection to, for those back three uh, players. So I think it's cool to see those guys in there. Um, also with the softball as well, be awesome. It's his first proper test start. So be awesome to see him kind of get up and get the ball out in the wings, I think. Yeah, maybe a Kirawani-esque if you can take any inspiration from from what the blind side mm. did last weekend. But you touch on the wingers. It's weird to think that if you go back to 2019, they were our starting guys on the flanks. Whereas mm. now, I mean, you don't even know what combination there's going to become, you know, the, the pinnacle event, the World Cup, because Caleb Clark's still sitting at home, like you mentioned, mm. like Will Jordan's come on the scene. Are they still going to experiment with Geordie Barrett on the right wing? Like, like, who, like who's to know you, pro- you probably think they wouldn't but so much can happen over the next couple of years but yeah like you said there's a lot of depth to pick from and then a suffle um he's been someone that i've kept on the top of my mind the last couple of weeks obviously like he got thrown back into the npc to give him a bit more game time and then there was that injury pull out for dane coles in the first test and i think tokiaho just happened to be the, the closer one of the two to eden park a day out so he gets called in and then he's taken his opportunity and ran with it you know he's, he's been part of the 23 the last couple of weeks so I hope for um you know a Wellington and a guy who knows us awful personally for his sake that he um he takes this opportunity and yeah I mean and, and this is probably the, the, the I guess like when you look at our hookers like at both Taylor and Coles who have been in the All Blacks for the better part of you know the last going on a decade maybe not so much mm-hmm. Taylor but Coles this this sort of this sort of experience against a, what's going to be a pretty formidable front row and forward pack in the Argentinians, I feel like that they'll be a step up from the Australians. I, I'm not really sure what to expect because both of them, uh, as we know, are pretty awesome with ball in hand, but it's more so mm. their play at set piece. That's mm. probably the the weaknesses of of their skill set. So, I mean, do do you feel like that'll be a glaring thing for them, or do you think that the the forward pack will help potentially mask any shortcomings? I guess it's, I don't know, I think if, if the All Blacks kind of mastered back with the physicality and that defence that they brought to the Aussies, I think they're kind of going to be in for something, I think the Argentinians, but in saying that, I think our set piece scrum and lineouts were a bit atrocious, so I've got a feeling that that's something that they would have worked on together and hope to kind of spruce up that lineout and without Sam Whitelock there kind of leading the charge on the lineout and kind of having a few uh, mishaps with the old ball from the lineout, mm-hmm. I think hopefully that's something that they can look to improve on and one of the things even looked at it that with that Argentinian South African game was just the the both their scrum and lineouts just didn't really seem to be kind of gelling that well either. So it'd be interesting to see what happens in that part of the field this weekend. Yeah, that was I mean, I, I can't say I watched a lot of those first two encounters between the Springboks and the Argentinians, but from some of the articles that I read, the Argentinians did make a point at trying to attack the lineout. And yeah, if we don't have our number one jumper in, in White Lock there, and then you've got two guys who aren't known for their throwing i'm not saying that you know they they can't throw the ball in but you know the their x factor is with ball in hand that may be an area where that may be cause for a little concern but who knows uh hopefully they can um ride that off but another talking mm. point for me is Pedernada coming in for weber now mm. i've been very vocal for anyone who's listened to this podcast about my um my feelings towards Pedernada. great player knows how to score a try but he doesn't possess the skill set or 
I guess more if I'm being more specific, the pass that I like out of an all black halfback. And I mean, it's hard because I'm comparing him to quite possibly the greatest passer of a ball ever. But mm. given the the rise that Brad Weber's had since the World Cup or the World Cup year, I've just felt like he's the guy that I want on the bench because he just pick up where uh, where Aaron Smith are left off. And if anything, he's maybe not as physical and as dominant with the ball as Pedernada, but he runs pretty good support lines, and, and that's how he scores a lot of his tries. So uh, mm. do you want to add anything to what I've just gone on about? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I have much the same opinions with TJ. I think, like, say, his pass isn't great, but I think it's good for him to get some quality minutes. I think spending time overseas and talking about his experience that he had over there didn't seem like it went um, how he kind of thought it would. But I think we all know how good of a halfback he is. And I think that he, within this process of losing the likes of Cody Taylor and Adi Savier and not having Richie Moanga there, um, I think he kind of brings some energy and leadership that can kind of help the boys get up which I think would be quite nice against the Argentinians. And knowing that they are bidding us last year and that hopefully he can kind of help the boys be that support and him be that leadership role on the field. Yeah. Well, you can see it in the way that he plays. He's a very energetic and enthusiastic guy and that stuff must be infectious for his teammates. But um, I just want to bring up a few stats here while I'm on my um, my Perinara rant. Of the 70 tests that he's played, only 17 of those he started in. Of the 17 tests that he started for the All Blacks, only six of them have come up against traditional foes. So, you know, like your Englands, your Frances, your Springboks and your Australias. I'm not sure if even Argentina goes into that. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure what to expect there. And then just lastly on him, in the six starts that he's had against those traditional foes that I just named off, the All Blacks have only won 66% of the time. Now, he's mm. still won more often than, than not, but... That's still not like a great stat for a guy who's been in that environment for a long time. But mm. obviously he he brings a different skill set to the game. And like you said, he's obviously like a leader within that team. So for the All Blacks sake, I hope he goes well. Um, but selfishly, I almost want him to have maybe not so great a game and for Weber to come in and clean it up. But yeah, I'll I'll stop my negative Nancy start negative Nancy part now. Um, and then even to the front row. So Big Carl gets another start. And Joe Moody, I think that's a welcome return. Um, George Bauer probably being one of the, the the bigger talking points this year as well, like just the rise that he's had over the last couple of years, how he went from acting in an All Blacks commercial to now actually being in the team. And Tyrell gets a, another opportunity in it tight head. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no front row expert, but uh, I'm going to no, ask I you, think it's are exciting. you, mate? No, I'm not either. No, I think it's exciting for them all to just kind of get a, um, get a bit of a chance and prove what they've got, I think. Um, having Joe and Tyrell kind of come off the bench and old and young kind of come on, I think it's exciting. Yeah. All right. Lastly on the All Blacks, mate, Bowden Barrett. So as I touched on right at the start, he's come back into the team. He's playing 10. Although he probably wouldn't admit it, um, I feel like there is a lot of outside pressure on him given the way that Mwang has played, not just this year, but the last couple of years. And I think earned that 10 jersey. Sure. And like I mentioned before, the goal kicking hasn't been the greatest. So... If you had any influence over what happens on Sunday, do you feel like he's actually better off giving the tea to his brother? Because I, I, me personally, I just feel like less responsibility, less to worry about. So if he's just focusing on running the ship and scoring the tries rather than having to worry about adding the extra two afterwards, I feel like he probably performed better. He, he, he probably wouldn't admit that in a press conference, but that's just how I feel personally. What do you think of that take? Yeah. I mean, it's always cool to see Geordie Kitt and from when it's, Short and long. He's um 
pace pretty good with the boot. But uh, yeah, I think you, I think you, Jimmy touched on it last week. It's um, just I guess it would just wait and see how he feels on the day and whether he's actually striking it pretty good. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to see Geordie give it a, give it a go against the Argentinians. I'm just thinking like because you probably have a crack, especially in a game like this where I feel like the All Blacks are going to take the points on offer from anywhere around that halfway mark. So. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, this, this, the one thing that I find interesting, I guess, as well, is look at, I think there was something saying around they've scored in the last six games, they scored 52 tries or something, the All Blacks. And I, I don't know what the stat is for the Argentinians, but the last couple of games haven't been high scoring for them against South Africa. So let's just hope that kind of it's another high scoring, fast paced game that just with filled with a lot of tries and it doesn't have to come down to the boot, um, which would be you know, exciting to watch. Well, I was reading an article the other week about how the magic number for when you're playing the All Blacks is 20. So the gist of the story was that if you can keep the All Blacks to around 20 points, and he gave a number of examples. I can't draw on them right now off the top of my head. But yeah, like if you can keep them to 20 points, um, and of course you've got to score more than them, yeah, more often than not, the All Blacks are going to lose. Hmm. So like you said, I feel like the All Blacks are going to need to score some tries because I mean, like we only have to look back to last year where you know, I know they brushed them 38 0 in that second um that second go round, but 25 15, mm. you know, the first ever win for the Argentinians. Um, and I feel like that'll be squarely in the front of their minds. Because I feel like that's that's the thing when you play the All Blacks, and it, you look at what you know happened with the Irish when they knocked off the All Blacks back, what was it in 2016 over in America, I think. That, uh, that, 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 what, you know, they've got they've got the monkey well, what I'm trying to say is they got the monkey off their back so they mm. know that they can beat the All Blacks now and mm. like we said they're down Whitelock, Mwanga, Coles and Smith already they've lost their other hooker and Cody Taylor so you know both hookers are a bit green no Artie Sevier either because he's taken a rest with a head knock although I am a big fan of Luke Jacobson's Mm. I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I'm, I'm confident that the All Blacks will win, but I feel like with, especially losing another two veterans, going into this one, I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, like, you, you'd have to think that the Argentinians are going to try and keep it as negative as possible because I feel like if they play like the Australians and try to play an expansive, free flowing game, it's just going to fall into the All Blacks' hands. Mm. And I, I guess they've, they've kind of had that as well last the last couple of games against South Africa. So the couple of drop passes that scored some long tries for South Africa and a um, couple of weak kind of performance, well, weak defensive lines, just kind of letting them score in the corners and get those kind of run-ins, which kind of hope to see this weekend and see bigger Akira and big Safo out there running the flanks and getting the ball in the corner. Be some nice tries to see. Well, that would be the plan. Um, and yeah, I guess... For me, if I was the Argentinians, and I touched on it with Jimmy last week as well, was just the ruck defense for the All Blacks. It was pretty mm-hmm. loose. I thought that Tate McDermott and Nick White did a really good job exposing some pretty lazy defense um, in that ABC channel. So I'm not too sure how experienced the the Argentinians nine is. I know it's not Thomas Cabelli, who's somewhat of a, a veteran for them. I know he's not starting. Well, I don't even think he's in the 23. So maybe that's a point that the Argentinians could could take but yeah like I said I, I feel like they're, they're going to look to play this game with the boot and with territory and like last time you know perhaps when they have a penalty advantage or just a little chip over the top and a fortunate bounce can lead to a try which was really the difference in that last encounter but yeah fingers crossed as All Blacks fans that's not the case but yeah just to wrap this all up mate what's your score prediction for Sunday? Oh, I've got a feeling it's going to be around 
35 to around the 35 to nine mark, I think. They're not going to score a try the Argentinians. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, see, I'm I'm on the fence because I don't know who's goal kicking. I, I feel like if I was assured that Jordy was goal kicking on Sunday, I'd I'd probably be a bit more confident with the extras. But I do feel like the All Blacks will outscore the Argentinians. I don't think they'll get try quite get to four tries. I've gone three tries to one. So I'm gonna go twenty two. 12. 22-12. That's a close one. Yeah. That's over your 20-point mark. So, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what transpires on Sunday. But um, that's a wrap for this preview podcast, my man. Very much appreciative of you taking some time out on your Friday night to get this done with me so that I can tune it out for the listeners. And fingers crossed we're not coming back to have a chat on Sunday or Monday, depending on what you're up to, uh, talking about another historic loss for the All Blacks. No, let's hope not. I was cool to have um, be on the show, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Grateful. Catch you later.